You're listening to Nicholas Acosta, host of the podcast Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Nick sits down with guests to talk about real estate and how it works. Enjoy the episode. Uh, good morning, everybody. This is Nicholas Acosta, host of the podcast Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast coming to you from beautiful downtown Orlando, Florida, across from Lake Yola, uh, with my special series, Getting Back to Business. I'm also a licensed Florida realtor, and today I have another incredible guest, uh, Alex Vidal with Related ISG International Realty. Welcome, Alex, to the show. Hey, thanks, Nicholas. I appreciate it, man. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your um, your busy schedule. You know, where things are going. How is everything going with you with business? Or, uh, from here over here, it's been picking up. How about down there in Miami? Uh, it's been picking up. You know, it's interesting. The, the business slowed down some, nowhere near, I think, as much as people had anticipated it to, sell, uh, to slow down. Uh, April, we did about, you know, 60, 65% of what we typically do in April. Uh, May, we're going to probably, I had actually anticipated May to be slower only because, you know, April, you know, April, you kind of had the, the lag effect of March. So what happens in March happens in April. What happens in April happens in May. And I really thought that May would be slower, but actually we're doing a lot better. I thought we were going to be sub 50% uh, based on what we typically do in Maine. I think we're going to stay right in line with that 60, 65%. Um, and with everything starting to open up, uh, you guys opened up sooner than we are. Like Dade County is just start, Dade and Broward County is just starting to open up right now. Um, I, I think what's what we're going to see is things are going to bounce back a lot quicker. Uh, for example, we went, uh, my wife and I, we drove two hours up to the beach in Fort Pierce because it was the only beach you can drive to that they weren't checking IDs. Um, and we drove through Martin County to get into Port St. Lucie County. And if that's any indication to uh, what's happening out there, um, then I can tell you that I think we're gonna bounce back a lot quicker than what, what everybody's anticipating. Cause it was busy over there, man. It was pretty crazy. No, I believe it. we were just, it was it last weekend or the week before we went to Daytona beach and it didn't look like there was any social distancing, although we were socially distanced from everybody. But there was a lot of people on the Atlantic, um, in the, on Daytona Beach area. And also, um, I did an open house for the first time uh, with actual guests in the house. Uh, normally, I've been sure. doing the video guided. And I had a total, if you include the families that came through as a group, a total of 13 people walked through the open house yesterday. Of course, I had masks available. Sure. People were wearing masks. I had masks. And also hand sanitizer as well. And and I did this new thing where I know it's been around this technology for a little while. The QR codes, um, okay. they scan the QR code and it takes them to my website. They click log in and they can put their information. So I had them log in for the like an open house check in, but through my website. Uh, that way there was no touching of paper or pens. I know sure. how people can get, you know, they can carry germs and bacteria. Right. So that was interesting, but it didn't seem like, you know, I guess everybody's very cooperative for what's going on with this pandemic, because when I asked them nicely, I, I said, you know, hey, for our safety and the seller's safety, can you please sign in with this? I mean, I always get them to do that no matter what, but it was a lot easier, I should say, now than it was in the past. Usually you get a lot of resistance. Yeah. And now everybody wants to cooperate, thankfully, um, because of what's going on. So. Well, I think I think if you're if you're an agent that works, uh, actually, it really doesn't matter what side you're on. I think there's never been a better time uh, or a better excuse to ask your clients to get you know for everything that's required from a pre-approval perspective. I think we all knew we should be doing it in the past, 
The reality is I don't think a lot of agents did it. Right. Uh, where now we actually have coronavirus as a, as a reason to do it. And so, for example, if you're working with a buyer, what we're telling our agents is, if, if you're a financing buyer, you have to provide us with our pre, your pre-approval letter. If you're a cash buyer, you have to provide us with the, uh, the proof of funds. Um, you're gonna look at all the properties via virtual tours and in the photos. And then if you can, if it's not a gated community, we ask our buyers to then drive by the property as well. That way, you've, that way you've driven past it, you've seen the photos, you've seen the virtual tour, and then that way you can actually limit it uh, down to the actual properties that they're interested in. And same thing on the flip side, if you have a seller or, or you have a listing, you're gonna ask that agent, has your buyer, um, you know, let me see the proof of funds, let me see the pre-approval letter, number one. Number two, has your buyer looked at the photos, and number three, has your buyer, if applicable, has your buyer driven by the property prior to me showing them. And if you can check off those three boxes, then you can go ahead and show the property. Um, and we have a great agent, a lot of our great agents that what they're doing is they're going into the property first, they're turning on all the lights, they're opening all the doors. Um, obviously, the, they're not allowing multiple families into a property at once. It's the realtor with, with the viewers or with the, the buyers. Uh, the buyers have to come in with masks, gloves, and the booties over their shoes as well. And um, you know, if you check off all those different criteria, you can you can really practice real estate in a very safe way. No, I, I completely agree with that because, um, yeah, there's actually a couple of showings that I had to to do where they did ask, they didn't ask us to put booties on our shoes or anything like that. But they asked us to take off our shoes and just wear it walking with socks. And they had all the cabinet doors open and all the lights on and they had signs around that do not touch walls, do not touch this. Um, but with my open house, yeah, I had 13 guests total, but I did have, uh, uh, I know the state says no more than 10 people in a group, but for my own safety and the guest safety and the seller safety, my limit was five at a time in the house. In the house. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, one of the one of our agents, what he did was, he did the open house, and he essentially had everybody. He had one family in, or again, one group of buyers at a time. Everybody else had to wait in their car. Uh, and as one family came in, he'd wave the next, or one buyer came in and they left, he'd wave the next one in. And what that ended up doing was, it, it really created like this sense of urgency among the buyers. And every time he did it, he ended up getting an offer out of the open house because the, one of those buyers did not want to lose it to one of the other buyers. And we're dealing, you know, obviously as uh, we're dealing with low inventory rates, that doesn't matter where you are in the country. I mean, I'm not, not low inventory, low interest rates. Um, but here in South Florida, that $700,000 price point and below, um, if it's priced right, because you can have a $500,000 property that's listed at 700, it's not going to sell. Right. But you, you take a $700,000 price point and below, price right, these these uh, there's not a lot of inventory that's priced right and what it is it's it's flying off the shelf no that's that's happened the actual the houses that i showed they were i believe they're owned by the same owner they were next to each other they were completely remodeled and actually on saturday uh the listing agent said that both properties had offers on the table they hadn't accepted them yet they were going to make a decision today sometime yep. uh, but i was letting people know that and they're like a lot of people were shocked they're like what do you mean that the economy is tanking is what people are telling me. And like, I understand that, but really hasn't impacted the housing market because if anything, in these last few months being at home, uh, my uh, database has been like booming with leads coming in with serious buyers. And I'm talking about, and also luxury buyers as well, yeah. especially um, it hasn't slowed down. So the other thing I see is that, and you can let me know your opinion on this, your thoughts. Sure, on this, sure. but, um, 
what I think is like when I asked people yesterday, I asked them always for feedback. I said, you know, you know, are you, you know, like, what do you think about uh, doing these open houses and, you know, in these COVID-19 times or whatever? And they said, they're great because we've been cooped up in our house and we want to get out and see these houses or see houses. Yeah. It's just an excuse to do something because parks, theme parks are closed. You know, public spaces are closed in some areas. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, said, I think that if anybody slowed down their business in these last few months, which I know you haven't, and I haven't it's all good. <laughs> um, it's because I like how these iPhone, the headphones, because it, it blocks it out for a second there. It's cool. But um, yeah, so it basically, um, what I'm thinking is, is that, you know, people are going to be tired in their house from being in quarantine and working from home. That actually it's going to be like these open houses have a lot of potential for finding buyers and even lead for sellers and things like that because people are going to just start coming out in droves once they get the okay from the governor more of an okay that everything sure. to be somewhat normal i know it's not going to be the same uh but if you've slowed down your business like i which which i know you and i have not we've both no. been, been going full steam ahead full speed ahead since this happened uh so what are your thoughts on that do you see this predict the same thing or well, I think what happens is that's exactly, yes, I think people are bored and they want to get out of their house. And that's why more than ever, you know, you have to be very careful in the open houses that the people that are coming through are qualified and that you just don't have the, the tire kickers or people that are looking to waste time because you will have a pool of buyers that are legitimate buyers that want to come into your open house and see the home. And then you're going to have a bunch of people that are just the looky loose kicking tires on board. I got nothing else to do. Let me, let me go look. And so, you know, that, that poses actually a really good question. I think how do you how do you qualify the buyers at an open house, right? Uh, you kind of can. I think you just kind of have to roll with it, and then hopefully be able to convert some of those people. I think you have to you have to let everybody in. Not everybody's going to show up to an open house with a pre approval or proof of funds in their hand, right? right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think that going into into the coronavirus lockdown, when we were doing our open houses right up until that moment, our open houses were really really busy. Uh, we haven't opened them back up yet. We'll probably start to see them this weekend or the fall or, or Memorial Day weekend. Um, well, no, this is Memorial Day weekend. So we'll either see it this weekend or the following weekend. We'll start to see open houses again. And then it'll be interesting to see the kind of activity that we have. But you're going to have people. Listen, people are tired, man. Like you said, they're just they're tired of being home. They're the, the initial shock factor of, of coronavirus in the beginning that, you know, was doom and gloom. If you got it, you were going to die and everybody was scared for their life. I, I think that's gone by the wayside. I think what most people realize is if I get it, I'm going to be okay if I'm relatively healthy. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I think start, people are starting to look at it and say, well, how is me going out in public and potentially getting coronavirus any different than me getting in my car and potentially getting into a car accident or going for a run or something happening? I think it's just the new norm isn't necessarily, you know, reduce sitting at a restaurant because I think that's going to get back to normal or wearing a mask. I think the new norm is just, hey, coronavirus is just something else that we have that's a threat to our life, like the flu or, or heart attacks or anything else. Right. Yep. Um, and people are at that point that they're just, they're over it. Like they're, they're, they're over it. They're over the media, the doom and gloom of the media trying to scare the crap out of them. Um, and you're going to see that I'm telling you that the activity that we saw in, and again, Martin County. So you have Dade, Broward, Palm beach, then Martin County, and then Port St. Lucie County. Uh, Palm Beach was locked down until today. Dayton Broward was locked down until today. Martin County, I think, had already opened up at least their beaches and all that stuff. Man, the, the, the places were busy, dude. Even the hotels, 
were, were like, I don't know if they were guests in the hotel, but the parking lots were full. Maybe they were paying for parking to go to the beach. I don't know. But even the restaurants, you had lines of people out the door picking up food. Um, if that's any indication of what the rest of the state's going to happen, I think we're, we're in for a, quick, a quicker rebound than everybody thinks. Economic-wise, real estate had never really stopped. It just kept, it kept going, except for yeah, condos. Condos yeah. stopped yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, we're in a condo high rise in downtown Orlando, the Via Lake Yola. And yeah. of course, we've got obviously the lockdown. So people can't really come in here to see properties because we have a, our common areas are limited to so many people right now. And which is a great move by the board of directors here. Absolutely. Um, because we have elevators we share and we're going to have allowed three people on an elevator, keeping their six feet apart. And that's kind of tough because elevators are not that big. And, uh, but they're, I mean, they have clean staff in the common area every 30 minutes or spraying bleach or wiping down surfaces with disinfectant. So, I mean, they're doing a really good job. But like you said, it's limited on how many times you can come in here or if you can even come in here to, to do a, a showing of a condo that's for sale because, um, but. We couldn't, do, we couldn't do that down here. Like there, most of the buildings, if you, they wouldn't allow people to move in. They wouldn't allow people to move out. Um, a lot of the buildings weren't allowing showing. So. Even if you had, so the, it, the the slowdown in the condo market, and God knows how the, the media is going to look at it and say, oh, condos, the media is going to look at it and say condos are slowing down as a result of people not wanting to be in an environment where they're stuck in a condo and you can't social distance and blah, blah, blah. And that's how people are going to look at that. I personally think that's, that's bull. I, I think uh, the reality is condo sales are going to slow down because quite frankly, people just couldn't get in to see them. Right. Uh, it wasn't that people are looking to, you know, not live in a condo anymore. It's just, they couldn't get in, but the media is going to look at it like saying, Oh, coronavirus stops all condo sales because people don't want to live in a box with a bunch of people. I think that's BS. Oh, they should interview me. I'm living proof that that's not the case from living here that we do, even though you like, you probably had tighter restrictions down there in Miami Dade counties. Um, I mean, we have very tight restrictions here. They are, people are still moving in here, but it's on a, it's a lot slower process like we're talking about. I'm not as quick. Like usually every day of the week, except Sunday, because Sunday was never a moving day. Usually every day there's somebody moving in before the lockdown. And now it's only on like very like emergency basis, basically. You have to have a really good reason to do it. Um, we don't even, I mean, I think they, they were starting to allow like housekeepers come in for people's individual residence units or whatever to clean. But they're only limiting, only allowing five total out of this whole building, um, out of the 35 stories, only five cleaning staff members could come visit client or residents here just because of what's going on. But um, and of course, today, the, the gym reopened. Uh, they have a, a five person limit in there and also a one hour limit because, you know, there's all these residents in this tower. Yeah, they have to the pool hasn't reopened yet because of the whole gathering, social gathering type thing. Uh, I'm sure that's going to come with the next phase of the governor's order. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Like there's, um, and I was a, a media studies uh, student in college and all that. And I will agree with you hundred percent that, you know, this, the media is taking this in the wrong direction. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but there's a doctor in our building that, that works with infectious disease. And we asked him on an ele the elevator one time, he lives in the building and we said, how bad or how serious is this? He's obviously said this is something to take serious, obviously. Yeah. But as we know in our in history, in society, that you know the media is magnifying it a lot worse. I know, yes, we've lost lives 
And that's, I don't, I feel bad for anybody that lost family members that lost lives. Agreed. I'm not discrediting the virus. I'm just saying that um, there's been a lot of hype and the overabundance of the media uh, kind of scaring people because I hear so many different stories from people that I talk to on the show, people I talk to in, in when I go out to the grocery store. Some people are just afraid because they think they're going to end the world. But we dealt with this in the early 1900s with the flu when the flu was discovered. So it's basically, you know, a modern day flu. And, and they even say, and I'm sure you heard about it, that this was probably around the U.S. around sometime last year. Yeah. Like some people may have had the flu with breathing issues or respiratory issues and may have had some strain of the virus or parts of the virus through their body without even knowing it. Because we didn't even know, you know, didn't officially make any announcement until like March that, hey, by the way, this could be here. So you know, some of us may have passed through, had to pass through our bodies and we never knew it and got well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I think what's happening. And as far as like sales go, well, the, the media, the, the thing with the media is right. It's like, it's like anything else. Media, um, you know, misery loves company. And if it bleeds, it leads. Right. So right. they're just, they're just doing what they do best, which is provide that information. And the reality is like what we kept trying to, to point to our agents was that's great. You can read all that. But really what you want to read in the media, what you want to pay attention to in the media is what what's in the tea leaves that show you what's happening. So you saw a couple of weeks ago, Georgia, Texas, North Carolina, other states start to open up. OK, what was it like? What are they experiencing today? Because that's a good tell sign to what we're going to be experiencing in the next two, three weeks. Right. Um, pay attention to the local media as to what's happening. OK, parks started opening up. Okay, all of a sudden we can start exercising outside. So that's what you want the media for, just to inform yourself as to right. what's happening. But you can't control, unfortunately, you can't control the deaths. You can't control any of that. So what we really try to focus on is telling our agents on focusing on the activities um, that you can control. And that's your prospecting, following up with your database, you know, getting your deals closed, showing the property, making, you know, anything that we do as realtors, that's really what we we're pushing upon our agents to, to do because that's oh, yeah. what you can control. Exactly. And that's what I've, I've been doing. Let's I've used these past few months to uh, continue to build the database and continue to, to work with people, get leads in. And I've got, of course, I'm sure you guys have two on your agents as well. I've said oh, probably about the prospective buyers and sellers. I have a, one buyer that says, you know, they're actively looking right now still. But they've asked that can we hold off until June or July to list the property, and not because of the fear of the economic situation. It's just that they want to kind of have a better idea. They don't want to have even if they're going to vacate the property, they don't sure. want a bunch of people in there just to go in there and potentially spread germs or the virus or whatever. So they're being cautious, well, understandable. It, it, you know, it boils down to I. So I have my own podcast as well, and, and um, I had a guy named Aaron Novello on. He's an agent with Keller Williams. He closes a couple hundred deals a year. Uh, so he's a big, he's a big boy. He does a lot of deals. And, and what he talked about during this time is really, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting used to this. It's like this camera is the opposite of what, what Zoom does. Oh, um, good, right? Yeah. What he talks about is just finding the customers who have a motivation that's bigger than the fear. And so that's not my line. That's Aaron's line. And it's such a great line because you will have those sellers who don't want to list their property till June, even though June's right around the corner. Right. But let's say a month ago or whatever, we're saying, hey, I'm going to wait till June or July or August. That's cool. But that just tells you that their motivation to sell their home isn't bigger than what their fear is. Right. right. Um, and so but there are customers that we have seen 
um, that do have a motivation that's bigger than a fear for whatever reason. You know, it could be from a loss of job. It could be from job reloads that are happening right now uh, to maybe a loss of a family member because of coronavirus or, or anything else as to why people, you know, move on to the afterlife. Right. And, and something has to happen with that property. So people are still listening. We we've been averaging between four and five thousand transactions a week over the last couple of weeks for a few weeks, actually. And that's listing sales, rentals, pendings, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but still, you have 5,000 people a week on average that are putting their signature on a contract to do something right. related to real estate. And, and that's a big number. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's why like, I'm going to share your, the screen with you guys. Everybody else, you can see there's sure. your website up there. Yeah. You want to talk about your website real quick to let people know what you have, what you guys offer and, and how it works? Sure. I, listen, we're, we're a general real estate company. And, and yeah, we have a beautiful website. We actually just redid our website. We just launched it not too long ago, like two weeks ago. Um, but the reality is, I think if, if there's anybody here and you're in the Orlando area, but if, if you have anybody here that's looking to, those are two of my sales managers. Um, if you're looking to do anything real estate related in South Florida, being Dade, Broward and Palm Beach County, absolutely look us up and let us know. We can help you. If it requires a real estate license to do it, we can do it. Uh, residential, commercial, rentals, et cetera. Um, and I would tell you, if you're a realtor in the South Florida marketplace and, and maybe looking for a brokerage who is out there supporting their agents on a daily basis throughout all of this, you know, look us up, man, because for us, that's been our biggest thing. You know, you look at it, our offices are closed. They continue to be closed. We could have opened today. We're going to give it one more week. We're going to open on May 26, Tuesday after Memorial Day. But every single day in our company, we got something going on. Today, we have three sales meetings. Tomorrow, we have training. Wednesday, we have coffee with Alex. Uh, Thursday, we have training again. And Friday, we have more sales meetings. And we do a toast every Friday at 530 with our, with our agents in our company. Um, and so because right now, because we don't have agents who can come into our, our offices, the only way we can stay engaged with our, with our agents right now is via these types of meetings, via these Zoom meetings, and keeping them uh, up to date with what's happening in the market, giving them tips on the mindset and the gratitude to, to, cause there's a lot to be, there's a lot that you can look at in a negative way, but there's a lot that you can be grateful for, for what's happening. And we're just keeping our agents, uh, keep, we're helping them keep their eye on that ball to keep moving forward. So I would tell you, if you, if you want real estate down in South Florida, let us know if you're a realtor in South Florida, looking to make a change, let us know as well. Um, we have, uh, I'm the president of the company. And then under me, we have, uh, five locations throughout Dayton Broward. Uh, that's awesome, Alex. Yeah, that, you guys have a, a great website. I've been checking that out over the past few weeks since Thank we've been you. talking. And um, yeah, we definitely will have to have a conversation offline sometime about the business down in Miami because sure. I, I know we have interest. I have family down there and I'm interested in the Miami market. But um, cool. yeah, so no, that's awesome that you guys are, you know, starting to slowly get back into business down there. I mean, as far as like reopening and all that stuff, because it, it's been quite... Uh, different but i use the time i'm sure you've used it wisely as well i'm sure you are oh yeah um, and and i would i would tell you right now i think i think may again it's going to be 60 65 percent of what we typically do i think june's going to get into like the 80s and i think by i think july is going to be the best month in company history quite frankly i think that, i think you're just going to have this overwhelming amount of people that are jumping back into the marketplace um now that everybody's kind of used to it and i'm telling you right now july is going to be our best month in company history no, I, and also like besides that, in addition to that, I should say that, um, yeah, I think it's gonna July, June, July will make up for this time that people have been in the for fear sure. of staying home. 
So anybody out there that thinks that it's going to be an easy ride for the summer and they're going to take vacation, this is the wrong time to go on vacation if you're in the real estate business because they're going to need, they're going to, buyers and sellers or investors are going to need your help right now. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that, you know, the, the funny thing is that's actually the greatest thing, you know, people, what we've been, and again, this is out there, um, everybody's saying it and checking in with your clients right now. Right. And, and by, as a realtor, if you're, if you are genuinely checking in with your clients and asking them how they're doing their answer, just on a personal level, like, Hey, Nicholas, how are you? Your answer one by asking you, I'm going to engage with you at an empathetic level because I care. But right. your answer is going to tell me whether or not I need to engage with you at a professional level. Because if you tell me, man, I just lost my job, then you may need me to help you sell your home. If you tell me, oh, I found out my wife's pregnant, oh, you may need me to find a bigger home. Right. Um, or you find out there was a death of a family member. Or, hey, because of what's going on, an opportunity presented itself professionally to move. All right, then you need your, your services there. So the 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 beauty of that question is, and just checking in, is you'll be engaged. You'll know whether or not you're going to be engaged professionally or not. Well, even like, or if they say, for example, which I'm sure we, we all think about this now too, because of what's happened with lockdown, they're going to say, oh, by the way, Nick, uh, my company said that I'm working from home from now on. Oh, oh, now I need a bigger house with an office space yeah. uh, to keep myself separate from the family during the day for, for eight hours. Um, that you know, That's a possibility too for Could opportunity be. as well. There are a lot yeah. of people that are being turned turned into work from home. I know there's still a lot of resistance from the corporate world. I worked for a in big insurance company for 20 years as a claims adjuster for personal injury. And I remember they had some options where you could work one day every other week from home. Obviously, yeah. the concern is, uh, you know, personal data or, uh, you know, private information because it was insurance. So, you yeah, got of course, financial information. So that's big, you know, that's one thing that they said they're working on, but they're not sure they're going to let go because of the liability to the companies that, you know, the reason that you, it's hard for them to work at home is because of the risk of losing, you know, personal data. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they can, they can, they can mitigate that kind of like what they're doing with encrypted emails and all that with, with, um, with real estate closings or even, you know, telemedicine with doctors and, and all that. I, I think ultimately when you look at productivity, if you're working from home, there's no way you very few people will be as productive or more productive at home than they would be uh, being in the office. And so I, I, people may use that as an excuse as to, Oh, security or whatever. Right. But ultimately I, I think it, I think it boils down to productivity. It's just, you can't like I'm home right now. And it's like, you know, my dogs are going to cue the dogs. So good. Uh, you know, I did it. That's funny. Cue the dogs. My, my three kids are in the other room doing homeschool right now because, my wife works um, on Monday. She works the entire a full day Monday, um, and so you just you can't be as productive at home as you traditionally can. You know? Yeah, no, and also it's the the sometimes the micromanagement. Uh, they the corporations like the one I work for didn't want to let go of their control over the employees. Yeah, so they, that's part of the reason they said no. You can't work from home. You have to work here in the office. Yeah. In addition to the productivity, obviously, but uh, but anyways, it's all good. Yeah, you know, I don't micromanage. My, I never. Oh you know, no, I'm not saying you do, but no, no, no. I know, I, no, I understand what yeah. you're saying. I think, I think there's a certain forget managing or micromanaging. It doesn't matter what side of the. You know, you could be hands off or hands on. It doesn't really matter. I think just the presence of being in the office uh, has that weight of like, oh man, I better do my job because if somebody right. walks by, like the self inflicted, uh, the self inflicted um, accountability almost by being in the office, right? Well, I can tell you that since a lot of people out there don't have. Uh, it's good for us in the real estate business. 
So they don't yeah. have that lack of, or they have don't have that discipline right now. They've been going on their phones, checking out real estate websites because my, you know, my database has been popping like crazy. Because so, if they're at work, their manager would be like, excuse me, what are you doing on your personal phone? Um, Correct. Why are you still working? But it's an advantage to all of us right now, which is awesome. But um, yeah. I can tell that everybody's working from home for right now because the volume of, of searches every day has gone up significantly. And even right. Zillow had a report out a few weeks ago saying that their numbers have spiked as far as Zillow searches. Yeah, and you saw and you see the numbers on social media, just like you know, the typical video gets more views, more reach, like everything has anything that can be directed to the phone, whether it's real estate searches or or even stocks or, or social media or whatever it is, it's crazy. Like I'm looking at my phone right now and it's like it's oh my god, it's, it's so many messages, it's crazy. No, it's all good. Yeah, me so. too. Well, Alex, I really do appreciate it for yeah, my invitation. Um so Thank, Thank you for having you. me on. I appreciate it. No worries, man. So thanks to my guest, Alex Vidal, a real related ISG International Realty. Uh, this has been Home to All with your host, Nicholas Acosta, licensed Florida realtor, coming to you from downtown Orlando, Florida. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Home to All 101, or just ask Alexa to play the Home to All podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I wish you great real estate health from Orlando, Florida. Have a great day and stay safe out there. And again, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it, man. You have a good day, man. You too. This has been Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Check out Nick's Facebook and Instagram page, Home to All 101, and his website, www.hometoall.life. Thanks for listening.